Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, uh, good. I was just watching some of your Instagram videos and you, you're speaking my language of the, like the law of attraction and meditation and morning routines and stuff. Um, so I did, I did hit record, but if, if, if let me know if you're ready or not ready. 100%. We are here today, ladies and gentlemen, with Devin Suggs. Uh, Devin Suggs on Instagram. Follow him. He's got some really positive messages, and I was just getting uh, some joy from watching it. So, I, and I could use that. So, I appreciate what you're doing, and thank you for joining me this evening. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, because you have you have like a message, and you're you're putting it out there and spreading positivity, and I try to do that. And we all fail in the light of the Lord sometimes. Just kidding. But, uh, you know, we do the best we can and try to stay positive. But you're definitely putting it out there. What's, where, you know, is this coming from? And, you know, why are you doing all this? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. It's a great question. So I'm grateful to wake up every single day purpose-driven mission-focused, and I'm here to be a beacon of light and to be a refuge for people who are lost. You know, lost in the sauce is what I like to call it as well, because I was definitely lost in the sauce there for a hot minute. And I think originally, a lot of my inspiration, I'm grateful to have been bred really well, coming from an incredible background from family. My father is a chiropractor and functional medicine doctor, so growing up with more of that alternative medicine mindset and always kind of questioning the authority or the status quo my mother is Hispanic, and she's this just all-around fashionista, entrepreneur, go-getter, lion, badass woman, a boss of a woman. And from early, you know, my brother and I have just been groomed. My mom would always lecture us from uh, picking us from school in elementary and middle school, just like telling us about the laws of leadership and life. And at the time, my brother and I sort of took it for granted. We were tired of like the lecturing and all the positive mindset stuff. But uh-huh. ultimately, what she was doing is really prepping and priming both of my brother and I to, um, you know, develop these, these mindsets of leadership, of accountability, responsibility, of service and contribution and just a lot of incredible things. So grateful for that. I will share though, that in high school and college to a certain degree, I got lost in the sauce, found myself, you know, smoking way too much weed, playing a lot of video games, barely graduating a high school and then going into college and not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And, um, there's a great phrase I love is that, and that's this, it's, if you don't have a uh, direction in your life and you know, if you don't have goals, if you're not oriented towards something, then guess what? You're, you're disoriented. And when mm. you're disoriented, you're leaving your growth to randomness and leaving your growth to randomness is the surefire way to know that you will always live in the land of mediocrity. And that's where I found myself freshman and sophomore year of college didn't know what I wanted to study or do necessarily, was just lost in the sauce. Um, eventually got you know caught up with some of the authorities and police and roommates and drug dealings and sort of a whole host of stuff. And I was addicted to pornography and masturbation, was just you know, you know, deep into uh, alcoholism, you name it, man. I was just at a low point. And so my mentor now calls that the gift of desperation. And that's what I had. I had a breaking point. I just got to a certain point where I was failing college. My family was worried for me. I was getting in trouble with the authorities. And uh, (laughs) it was was that moment, bro. It was that moment. I can remember vividly being a sophomore, like 19, 20-year-old in college at the bottom of this apartment stairwell. And I was just like, this is enough. I I can no longer live my life this way. And so from that point going forward, I decided to go cold turkey on virtually everything. I did my best with pornography and masturbation. I absolutely stayed away from drugs and alcohol, smoking Mary J. Nothing wrong with any of these substances necessarily inherently, but if you're not using them intentionally, it's easy to get kind of carried away and 
and you know distracted and using it as a coping mechanism and that was for sure me so that's when i started the road of like becoming more in tune with my body and developing more mindfulness and awareness around morning routine and habits and things like this honestly uh podcasts which weren't really popular back in the day but you know things like youtube i started just subscribing to different youtubers and started learning about mindfulness and like holistic health and medicine and truly too also got into like bodybuilding and strength training and practicing more yoga so from like basically 21 to where i'm at now at 29 i've just been on fire and it's a uh, it's fulfilling now you know became a personal trainer worked with our friend who you know i know too mr ej lansing just an all-around stand-up guy attracted new friendships and relationships in my life and that's a phrase i like to share is your vibe attracts your tribe and who you spend time with is who ultimately you become and as i started to distance myself from drugs alcohol and, and those types of behaviors and that sort of scene uh, i started to distance myself from certain relationships but beautiful thing with god dude when one door closes other doors will begin to open and you have to have the courage to step into that frequency and um, just let God do its thing. And that's where I'm at now. It's led me here to, to beautiful Colorado. I'm just surrounded by mountains and, you know, living forward to being here and impact lives every day. <laughs> yeah, you are spitting fire, sir. This is good stuff. Yeah, I like, you know, like I meditate every morning. That's the first thing I do every morning. And uh, you're, I was watching some of your videos and you were, that's one of the, key components to your morning routine and <clears throat> i find that it has been invaluable for my sanity i think just in uh, staying on track you know because it's pretty easy to just let the wind blow you from mm -hmm. here to there and um get lost in the like the day but mm -hmm. Um, it just it helps me stay centered and calm, calmer, stay mm -hmm. focused, I guess, to an extent. But and then I've been going. You know, you you mentioned you mentioned going to sleep. You have a alarm clock for when you wake up and for when you go to sleep. I'm not quite as strict on the go to, going to sleep, but I'm pretty bad. Like when it's ten o'clock, I'm like, let's go to bed. And it might be like ten twenty or ten thirty or something, or, or like nine thirty somewhere in that range sure. but um it's that's been helpful because i had the worst sleep for uh, like a decade after getting out of the army mm. i don't know i was taking like a lot of pills i guess like while i was in there recreationally and some some to an extent you know uh, medically it was prescribed but you can kind of say things and they'll give you what you want if you if you try hard enough and um, so it just kind of fucked with my whole system, you know, mm -hmm. my, and I, my sleep, it's still to this day, not perfect. I still wake up a few times a night, but I was waking up like over 10 times a night, you know, for mm -hmm. a lot, for years to the point where it was just like debilitating. I, I, we have, I, I have a company, it's called sheathunderwear.com or sheathunderwear. And, uh, and it was just like kind of coasting for years i would i would we wouldn't even have monday like meetings because i would be too tired because i didn't sleep the night before and like this was good this went on for years so somehow fortunately i had enough vision and focus to start it off um somehow and with, to and, and get it going kind of get the the sailboat going in the right direction and 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 it was able to like take on a life of its own to an extent. I would say sometimes I say that because it is alive. I mean, it's an entity. It's not, you know, I created it, but with, I could go away and it's as long as somebody took care of it, it would still live on. And um, so anyways, years, decade, like a decade went by almost um, like that. But now I had like a surgery because my, I couldn't breathe through my nose and I had like sleep mm -hmm. apnea that has been fixed. And just like this routine stuff has been really helpful. So hearing you speaking those truths to, I, I imagine there's a lot of other people out there like us or whatever mm -hmm. that have uh, issues. And we need influencers to kind of influence, influence us in a positive direction sometimes. 
Absolutely. I was curious, how were you able, what were some of those initial steps that you were able to take in order to kind of, you know, crawl out of that hole of like chronic back pain or medication Ooh, and yeah. sleep and how were you able to kind of do that? Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, I want to like say my wife kind of helped to an extent and meeting her, she was very helpful in guiding me in the right like direction. Um, she was like, something's wrong with you. Cause so, like, we would sleep together and she's like, you're, you know, you're not breathing. You need to go see a doctor. So I went mm -hmm. to the doctor. They said I had like super obstructive sleep apnea mm -hmm. and had had to have a surgery that helped tremendously. And the meditation about a year ago, mm. it was exactly a year ago. I went to uh, this guy in Woodland Park. He teaches transcendental meditation. Mm. And that has, ever, like, from the day that I had that training, I haven't stopped. I've meditated every day. So for every day this year. Wow. Yeah. And every morning I just get up. And I had heard a lot of people talking about it, like Seinfeld and um, some other comedian, with Tom Papa. He he mentioned how he was on Rogan, and he, he if he ever has a bad night's sleep, first thing he would do is get up and do this meditation, and it would kind of fill in the gap. And I was like, I need that because I every night is like kind of up and down, up and down, and so it's like if I can fill in the gap of that energy i can you know have a better day so i started i called the dude and got the appointment and he teaches in this tri-state area because we're both in colorado so he teaches in wyoming and nebraska wyoming kansas whatever and here but he lives in my city he lives five minutes from my house wow so that was really uh, like kind of a blessing because I might not have driven to Nebraska and the fact that he lived in my city I followed through with it and that you know has, has changed my life tremendously cool man yeah that's awesome it, and you know and I, I exercise I try to try to stay positive uh, and you know doing this is helpful like the point of even doing this is to spread this message i don't think i do it nearly as coherently as you do but that is my intention sure. having people come on to speak about it and kind of back me up because it all started you know with the law of attraction the secret what you think about you bring about I, yeah i wanted to be successful this was like when I was your age, I'm 44 and you have to plant the seed. Like that's what your mother was doing. She was mm -hmm. planting the seed and it, it might take a decade or two for a tree to grow, but mm -hmm. uh, you got to plant the seed, right? For sure. Absolutely. Man. So, you know, what, what else are you doing to promote this message? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. So every day, you know, I'd start my day without my phone, ideally. I'm not yes. perfect, I'll be, I'll be honest, but I will do my part to start my day without my phone. And I'll sit, I'll sit up, I'll wake up, and I'll immediately go into a state of gratitude and just say, today is going to be an amazing day. And I have to be intentional about planting those seeds early on because how you start your day a lot of the time will affect how the rest of the day unfolds. Yeah. So I'm really keen on that. And I really ask God too, in a state of meditation or prayer to use me as a, as a messenger for God and to just, you know, bring divine blessings and grace and love and compassion to people that I come across anywhere. You know, I just, and I'm not perfect, of course, but um, I know I try to, you know, be a beacon of light wherever I go, holding doors open, just being kind and courteous, being patient and graceful. Um, obviously, too, the, the realm of social media, which I was very hesitant about for several years as it started to like rise up and Facebook and Instagram, but essentially started seeing it more as a tool. And I was like, man, I could use this as a tool to, you know, continue to, you know, impact more lives and fulfill my purpose. So, you know, conscious about what I promote and post on social media 
and making sure that it's entertainment value, but also, you know, inspirational, educational, things along those lines as well um, is what I try and do on a daily basis for sure. And what I do through health coaching as well is really Mm. wonderful to be able to go from like, you know, frivolous positivity to then like really delving deep with people and finding out their insecurities, finding out their vulnerabilities, their weaknesses, their strengths, and kind of helping them, you know, equip them with the tools and the resources to help build themselves up. Because essentially, like you mentioned with your story and similar with mine, you know, it's difficult for a lot of people out there when they don't know what to do, they don't know what step to take. And um, yeah, it's nice to have be, be that person now to offer that lending hand, if you will, and to rise them up. I also work in the infrared sauna space. I'm actually sitting right next to one of my infrared saunas right now. So I love, you know, like health, harmony, you know, biohacking and using different devices to, you know, upregulate your immune system, your cardiovascular health. So I have I an infrared those. sauna at my oh, cool. house. It's a sun beam or something like that. It's, it's, it's like a... Is it sunstream by sun, chance? Yeah, I think it's sunstream. Okay. Cool. It, 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 yeah, it's like a love. Um, it's not. Uh, it's for companies. I'm trying to think of the word right now. But sunlighten. Sunlighten. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sunlighten. That's the nice. one. And you know, my my buddy owns a company. He does IVs. So oh, like, cool. like uh, he just we're in Colorado, and he he does he sticks people and high, it's, it's called elevation hydration, making a killing. Nice hydrating people, but he also had bought this infrared sauna, and so that's where I, I he he recommended that particular brand because cool. you, you know you have some for like home use, but then I, I guess it's not industrial, but like professional level. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like they don't get that hot. Yeah. And I don't know if I like it as much as a regular sauna, but I have it now. So can you like? kind of tell me why it's better yeah absolutely i mean heat and exposing yourself to heat whether that be the form of infrared or traditional dry saunas it it really boils down to people's preference right both are amazing you can derive incredible health benefits from utilizing both of them with infrared and the main difference between the two because a lot of people will ask me what's the difference Mm -hmm. a traditional dry sauna typically heats up the air and the ambient temperature around you upwards of 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And then that that ambient air heats up your body, Mm. right? Where infrared doesn't heat up the air as much as it directly heats up your body using the infrared wavelengths from the emitters that you're essentially sitting around, right? They should ideally be all around you depending on what kind of infrared sauna that you have. And with that being said, you're able to tolerate a lot uh, more time in the sauna Mm -hmm. as opposed to traditional dry cells now again it's a preference thing some people love the idea of like kind of like cold therapy with wim hof like it's a bit extreme it's not maybe maybe meant for everyone although everyone could derive incredible value from it it might not be everyone's cup of tea to have the intensity of super super cold uh, and also you know super super hot in a traditional dry sauna and so the infrared is kind of a good middle ground for people to you know maybe a little bit older that aren't looking to sweat for you know you know too long but just can kind of take a little bit of some heat it's a great you know step in that direction for them okay yeah i guess that's fair i i like the intensity of this just extremely hot temperature and i do i have like an ice bath in my front yard but it it's it's a block of ice at the moment so (laughs) it's I, i did get in on christmas day wait i Got my I got a kettlebell and just kind of smashed it until I could sit in there. But I wow at tw- at thirty it was like thirty two degrees. I only stayed in for like thirty seconds, right on. Which is you know not I I think you don't get the benefits of the ice cold plunge until you know after uh, you need like a few minutes. Sure. To to that's what my brother says. He he is in San Antonio. He goes to this place called Evolve. And, you know, Steven, I don't, do you know Steven? My I've only had a chance Steve? to meet him in passing. Okay. Oh, no, so, Steven, I know more. I know pretty well. It's your brother yeah. who I've only met in passing. Oh, right, right. So, anyways, there's a place in San Antonio, and it's called Evolve, and they have ice baths and red light therapy and saunas. And that's a 
a, a sweet business to get involved with, I think, because um, it's becoming more prevalent in, in culture to with, with Joe Rogan and podcasters and people mm-hmm. like yourself putting it out there, the benefits of these therapies. You know, I, I, I have everything. I have the red lights. I got nice. the sauna. I got the ice bath. I could do it more. I need to do more yoga. I'm finding I did. I just joined a gym recently with my nice. neighbor and I've been doing like weight training and just like on the treadmill. I mean, and you know, some cardio stuff on the treadmill, but, mm-hmm. um, so now I'm sore. So I need nice. to do, I need to do yoga. Do you do yoga? Oh yeah. I'm a, a big advocate and fan for yoga, especially for men. You know, I think yoga can kind of get looked at as a more of a female thing, right? And typically men aren't the most flexible and limber and don't really like the the aspects of like the yin nature that yoga Ooh, provides of just slowing down and yeah. relaxing. And we like to hone in more on the yang of strength training and weightlifting, which I love that too. Don't get me wrong. But finding that balance, especially for us men, I think is super super important and yeah i have a yoga practice that i practice and implement every single day a sequence of stretches that i have been able to you know dial in on where my tight spots are if it's in my hips or hamstrings or quads and how to open up my spine to work on my posture a little bit more as well and i can tell for sure that making sure that i'm you know doing my my daily yoga practice keeps my body i feel in you know top tier shape along with my recovery and my energy and everything kind of flourishing by finding that balance between strength training weightlifting but also doubling down on recovery the trait the phrase i like is you know train hard recover harder Ah. (laughs) when do you fit that into your day yeah yeah so every morning i'll start my day off with stretching perhaps if i go to the gym for instance the first thing I'll do is just stretch, meditate, do some yoga, do like some hanging. I love to just simply hang on a bar yeah, for love you know, a couple of minutes or so. Um, so I really cultivate that early on okay. is what I have found really well. And then also too, um, in the evening with okay. my girlfriend before bed, we'll stretch each other out. We have like some stretches that we'll do on each other, partner stretches. I like that. Um, kind of just ease your body and relax yourself into a, a nice slumber. Yeah. I need to do that more. I, cause in the morning, like first thing I do is I get my coffee, but I don't drink it until after the meditation, but I'll, I'll take it with me to my seat. I have a seat and I'll have my big old bottle of water, like 32 ounces. And I was doing Wim Hof first thing. But then I went to meditation first thing, and then I would sometimes skip the Wim Hof. But now I'm going back to Wim Hof because when you, and then meditation, because mm-hmm. after Wim Hof, it's like you can, it's easy to relax into a nice 10. I just do, I do like 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, sometimes five, but mostly like 10. Yeah. That's kind of my average is 10 minutes, and that's enough time because you'll sit there and I'll be like, man, this feels so good. I'm in it, I'm deep. Mm-hmm. And then, and then just like after like 10 minutes, you're like, okay, I'm good now. Right. So, you know, you don't have to, you just, I don't, I don't like a timer. I just right. wait until my body says, okay, I'm good. I'm done. And then, Beautiful. yeah, then I'll, I get, I get my, I'll drink my coffee, drink my water. I have a book I'm reading. I'll read a few pages of that. And then typically I go to work, which is, you know, she, but it's not like, usually it's typically not physical labor work, which I actually right. prefer as a, like a man. I don't know. I get something intrinsic or uh, I feel better about yeah. myself doing work with my hands instead of just like meetings. And, you know, it's uh, like a lot of meetings and that doesn't, you know, I don't really get a lot of, <laughs> of meetings. <laughs> It's more like stressful. I'm like, fuck, I gotta do, I gotta call this dude. I gotta call these people. I don't, but you do what you gotta do. It's part of it. Like everything is virtual now. <laughs> Every, everybody, all my friends, you know, the only person I see in person on a daily basis is my wife. Nice. For the most part. And we're up here in the mountains and it's cool, but 
I think there's something positive and beneficial about, you know, people that work like literally work for a living, mm-hmm. maybe construction or something besides yeah. this internet sales and a dream. It's a dream. It's like, Oh, you're, you're selling shit online. And, and especially if you're making millions, you're like, Oh, right. I'm making millions. But, uh, you, you need to occupy, occupy your time with, other things so my wife and i started taking a pottery class we're making ceramics and stuff and that's pretty fulfilling i i I, you know i need to figure out exactly what i want to do because she suggested that and it's good i do enjoy it but i feel like i would probably prefer to work with like wood build shit and i know i'm working i'm we have a store here in Woodland Park, and mm-hmm. there's an issue with the floor, and I was fixing it. And I'm like, "This is I need to be doing shit like this. I gotta fix <laughs> stuff. Can't just be." And I love selling underwear, and thank you everyone that has tried sheath underwear. But <clears throat> it's there's just more to life than mm-hmm. than the current thing. I I as I was watching your Instagram and you were hearing you talk about Instagram and it's like a tool to put your message out. Right. But then as you scroll to the next post, it's some big booty girl flexing or whatever she's doing. Oh yeah. It's, uh, and I'm like, is this healthy? I don't think comparing my life, which is great, but you see these other people and Mm -hmm. they're the, it's not, like fair to yourself to be looking and seeing other people that are, you know, like fitter and just better or they look like their life is perfect. And so, and I don't think anybody's is, and you might think mine is, you know, anybody that goes selling underwear or whatever, but it's, it's just, we all have our struggles and, um, you know, we're all trying to, do the best we can, I guess. Absolutely. And I think it's really, really important for people to be super conscious about where their focus is going because where focus goes, energy flows. Yes. And comparison, especially with social media and all you're seeing with social media is simply the highlight reel of people's lives. They're not showing or expressing <laughs> a lot of their vulnerabilities or you know, even right now, you know, we got good lighting here. It's it, Yeah, so. your lighting is better. I was like, this dude's tan and shit. I need to get a better <laughs> ring light. On my- I, I did just get back from Hawaii. I was oh, there for three okay. weeks. About oh, two weeks Nice. That was extraordinary, bro. I need but, to uh, travel, too. Like, I haven't yeah. left the I have not left the mountains in, like, six months. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. But I, I, I'm for planning sure. a trip soon, actually. Right. Yes, I think it's important for people to, you know, do things that juice them. You know, and then you're mentioning things like, you know, working from home or like selling underwear. Sure, it's awesome, but there are other aspects of your life that you f- you need fulfillment in and doing things more hands-on or, you know, working with wood or whatever it may be or interacting with people more face-to-face, whatever it is for the certain individual. Exactly. Absolutely. They, they sh- you should always, you know, prioritize the things that, that bring you joy and that fulfill you, that we should be doing that. And a lot of people, unfortunately... They, they work a job or some position that they, they hate. Yeah. And they just do that like nonstop. And they've just become so complacent living this like uncomfortable slash comfortable life. And just years go by. Um, even me reflecting on some of my relationships from back home in San Antonio, mm. I look back at some of my friends. It's like they're doing the exact same shit they were doing six years ago, seven, eight, nine years ago. I'm like, wow. And so I've heard this phrase. It's like a lot of people will live the same life year after year after year um, without really, you know, seeing what's out there or like really going within themselves to explore what really brings them that intrinsic value and in, in pursuing those sort of things. And that's where I feel freedom and liberation and joy is is derived from is whenever you're able to like you know, do those things that fulfill you. And you're mentioning things around travel. I would highly recommend, you know, I love the mountains in Colorado is fantastic. Wouldn't live anywhere else, but it's, it's nice to be able to kind of spread your wings and go somewhere tropical or, you know, travel around, go somewhere else for a little bit, even if it's just for a couple of days, I think it does a lot for the human mind and the psyche and the spirit to sort of like rejuvenate, to inspire, 
et cetera. And also to now referencing back to social media, um, one really great quote is there, um, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison's the thief of joy and, you know, doing your, your part. And that's what I like about meditation too, as you were sharing is there's a phrase I love and that's between stimulus and response, there is a space. Mm. And within that space, there lies your ability to choose your response. And in that choice ultimately lies your, your freedom or your demise, right? And I feel like with meditation is it helps to kind of broaden that space between the stimulus and the response and sort of catch your mind or your thoughts or the different patterns that are starting to kind of unravel. You can say, whoa, 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 whoa. why am I thinking that way? Why am I feeling that way? <laughs> and you can kind of begin to start the, the neurogenesis of like rewiring, right? Um, so yeah, whenever, uh, I also love this phrase too, is like, you know, a lot of times we can fall into envy when we're on social media and like comparison. We have to understand that like these people are, are just showing what's, you know, what's best of, or what's beautiful about their, their life and learn to not be jealous, but to be zealous is the phrase I like to share is like, be happy for them, you know, like be genuinely happy for them and like, like that. feel that energy. Yeah, no, that's positive. Sure. How did, uh. What, what did you do in Hawaii? What was all that about? Ooh. So it was a, a combination of a few different things. Uh, I'm grateful to have this lifestyle of working remotely and, you know, working online with health coaching. And of course, I love working in person too. That's absolutely crucial for my life as well. November and December, as you're aware of here in Colorado, November is sort of like this transitional month where it's like too cold to go camping in the mountains, but it's quite not cold enough to like take advantage of the powder and to go snowboarding and stuff like that. Right. So I was like, I'd like to, you know, travel somewhere tropical during the months of November and maybe beginning of December before the holiday season. My girlfriend's birthday is also December 6th and she's kind of itching to go somewhere tropical and Nice. I love Hawaii. I've been a few times to so a couple of the different islands and hadn't got a chance to go to Big Island yet. And so I was like, hey, babe, like, let's line up a, you know, an Airbnb. Um, let's do Big Island for your birthday. And also she's uh, celebrating sobriety. She's gone almost four months now without a single sip of alcohol, which I'm just incredibly proud of her for. Um, you know, a lot of people have slipped into that, including myself, where from high school, like 16, from like 26, and she's 28, for roughly 12 years straight, she would drink alcohol, you know, on, on you know, a weekly or daily basis. And so this is the first time in her, in the last 12 plus years of her life that she's been able to go this long sober. And that is just extraordinary. She's getting so much, so many doubts. So I wanted to reward her for her sobriety and for her birthday and to kind of like get away from the cold and take advantage of some of the tropical weather down there and then come back and now be in kind of like prime powder and snowboarding season. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. Sobriety is a whole new trip. Mm -hmm. I did sober October and Good. we're about to do dry January. And I think it's, you know, there's just a clear difference in productivity for me on the in, in months like that when I'm abstaining from and I don't even drink that much you know I might have like two beers or something but it, it, yeah. it can it compounds and there's just it definitely diminishes your output I think and so and I sleep better when I'm not doing it it's just it's like a weird habitual thing that we do here and I'm just a, like a victim of, no, I'm not a victim, but just right, social, right. not social, not even social pressure, but maybe at the beginning, because I, I remember being 15, 16, I've just played basketball. Mm -hmm. There was, I was perfectly happy. I wasn't like, I know oh, I need something to make me feel better because um, I felt fine. I, 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 but some, I moved to a new city. I met friends that you know smoked weed, mm -hmm. and I did. I didn't do it for quite a while, but eventually, you kind of like the who you what you, you hit the people you hang around it are going to influence you, and eventually, so you want oh, yeah. to pick those people wisely. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I don't hang out with anybody, so then that can lead to a whole other issue. Right. Because now you're left to your own like devices, I guess, and maybe patterns that you've built up over the course of a lifetime. And mm -hmm. um, so, but I like Rogan. 
Rogan. Yeah. Is he, he doing the sober October. I've done it for the last four years, whether I was completely successful each year is debate, you know, not definitely didn't make it to the sure. end of the month, but, um, it's a good, that's a positive influence and in putting that out there was, has been helpful because you need at least a month to not to be sober during the year. LOL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, that's great. You, you mentioned earlier, like starting your day with being gra- grateful. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I remember I used to watch the secret every morning. Wow. Like every, and, and maybe I would only watch a couple of chapters, Sure. But every morning, that's how I would start my day. And I feel like that was part of what got me to where I am. Just staying dedicated to the, like, focused on this positivity, law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And gratitude was a major point in that film. And mm-hmm. one of the guys, you know, he would, they, he just, it, would, it showed him getting out of bed. And with each step he took, he would say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, you know, it, is way better than waking up and complaining like right out of right out of bed. Taking for sure. Your, yeah, there's so and there's so much to be great grateful for. Yeah. It's like infinite. You could Amen. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a couple things. So I believe that gratitude is sort of like this key that helps to unlock abundance. And there's this uh, really amazing woman. She's all about law of attraction. Her name is Esther Hicks. Mm. She does mm-hmm. my Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. And there's a practice that she shares that is really good because sometimes, you know, gratitude can maybe be a little bit difficult for people to begin to do. And you have to understand that your mind is a lot like a garden, okay? And here in the garden, you need to make sure you're standing at the gates of that garden and monitoring what's coming in and what's coming out. Now, with your mind as well, your mind, like a garden, will grow weeds automatically. The weeds, you don't have to do shit. They come. They grow, right? The negative thoughts, it seems like the ANTS, the ANTS is what this guy, Dr. Daniel Amen, talks about, the automatic negative thoughts. Man, those bitches seem to just like come up naturally all the time. And it could be a, a collective consciousness thing, like you mentioned some of the upbringings and things that you were imprinted upon, uh, et cetera. I mean, the list can go on on that. But if you are not like doing your part to like monitor those ants through meditation and, help, and helping to like extinguish those puppies, right? Um, it can you, you can find yourself in a tough spot. So anyhow, there's this practice called the rampage of appreciation. And I'd love to do this with, with anybody I'm hiking with. I do it with my partner quite often when we're out hiking in nature. It's a really great place to do it, but you can do it anywhere. And that's just sort of like get into this streamline, the streamline of consciousness of just saying things that you're grateful for and start kind of small. And then, you know, it takes some time to actually do it. And as you just mentioned right now, as you cultivate that practice, you'll find literally a million and a, a, a one things, an infinite amount of things to be grateful for. In which at first, maybe like you kind of maybe didn't think about it like that or, or took for granted or didn't really, you know, have that sort of realization. Because so many of us have that negativity bias and we just fall into that. Yeah, so. It's so annoying. And, and you have people around you that are negative it's hard to like overpower them with positiveness positivity right because mm-hmm. it's like the negative seems to win <laughs> win out i don't know um, yeah good point it can and it's because it's automatic like it's I, I was just thinking of a kanye lyric shout out to kanye my boy just kidding <laughs> kind of but um with all the recent some shenanigans yeah um but he he one of the lyrics is like i i always find yeah i always find something wrong he can because you can always find something wrong it's so easy like jesus how hard how that's like the easiest thing it's harder to like swim against the current and find those positive positive things and i I mean i remember writing a list of a hundred things but it's just like trees and mountains and the sun and the moon and the stars and the you know, the air to breathe and your fingers and your eyes. And like, it's it's too, it's also pretty easy, you know, Mm -hmm. your loved ones and Mm. it's, but it's also easy to be like, well, you know, it's getting dark too early. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
there's a million things that you can find wrong with mm -hmm. or comparing yourself to other people, like, et cetera. So, yeah. um, just, but I like, how do you, how do you overpower negative negativity? Like a negative person, how do you get them to be positive? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a good call. That's a great question. It's difficult. <laughs> it can be difficult. You know, um, I would say you can always lead the horse to the water, right? But you can't force the horse to drink the water. And if some person in your life is just sort of showing up a certain way, you can strive to have like a really heart to heart conversation with them and be able to communicate some of the things that you're noticing with them and sort of set the context in the container in a way where you're, you're wanting to just share something from your heart and your intention is to be pure and to provide light and insight, but not necessarily to diminish them or make them feel bad because people can get quick to get triggered as we know in this society. For sure. Um, so I think conversation is a great place to start. And then therapy too. You can point people in that direction as well. Um, there's something called law of familiarity. When it comes to certain people, it's difficult when that negative person is like you're, you're in your family or whatever it may be. And you have to kind of, you know, deal with them to a lack of a better term on a daily basis. Um, there's something called the law of familiarity and that's this. So essentially you have somebody you have a relationship with like your wife or a good friend of yours. And there's this certain level of familiarity that's there. Right. And you might recognize or, or recognize something new or learn something new and acknowledge, Oh, this is so cool. And you might tell them, Hey, like I've heard that, um, you know, drinking this sort of plant-based milk is, is better than other plant-based milks or better than dairy. And you'll tell them that. And because of the law of familiarity, their likelihood to listen to you is like just not there. <laughs> but if they hear the same information, shit you not, the same information from some other guy on a podcast somewhere, yeah. they will be 10 times more likely to just adopt and accept that as true. And so there's this, con there's this context of law of familiarity with people that maybe we want to try and have a conversation with, but they don't want to take you serious because they've seen you pick your boogies. They've seen <laughs> hard and shit and like, you know, drink. Right. So it's, it's, there's that barrier there. Uh, and then the biggest thing I would say for sure, and this is kind of the hardest thing to do, but ultimately I think it, it'll lead to the best, you know, results for you long-term. If certain individuals are not really a good influence on you in your life, I would say distance yourself from them. Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of harsh and I know there's this, you know, cancel culture that we're in nowadays, ghosting and stuff like that. But, you know, really, you know, monitor who your associations and who you're spending time with and what you're allowing to influence your mind and people who gossip and are negative or dwelling on the past all the time. Like that's not going to do anything fruitful for you long term in terms of your health and your your overall well-being. So I would say distance yourself from people. And notice as you begin to kind of close a door on a certain relationship, God and, and the universe spirit will just open up. The creator will open up and provide other opportunities for you as well. In that standpoint of abundance, there's just incredible people and circumstances and situations that are always constantly available for you. If you sort of like tune into that frequency, if you will. And it can yeah. be a lot easier said than done. No, but you got to aim towards a direction otherwise you're just kind of like floating around and the, i like that abundance theory i mean you like people um you can think there what's the opposite of abundance scarcity yeah scarcity and like you have a, an abundance mindset or a, a scarcity mindset and you know the people that have the scarcity mindset are you end up in a scarcity sort of environment i think ultimately and where things are lacking instead mm -hmm. and i love esther hicks she was actually in the original secret oh, movie nice. they actually like ended up cutting her part out mm. and putting in another lady that in it's nowhere near as badass as esther Sure. A lot of my friends like will go see her and they're like, she's coming, you know, she's coming into town, Abraham. Yep. Hicks, and she's like a medium and she'll like start um what is that where channeling. Channeling. Thank you. Yeah, she's that's amazing. And it's like, is she just draw is she drawing from the infinite? Is she just you know, like is it coming through her? Or is it within her? But either way, it's all pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Have you seen her ever? In I've never school? got a chance to see her live. I've actually heard she lives in the Bernie, Texas area, which is, you know, close to San Antonio, Texas. She's um, come up here, I know, like two nice. or three times um, because my friends are super into that also, who are also business owners. Nice. I don't know. But like you open your, opening your mind up to these frequencies and mindsets and it's it it took a while for me to get you know out of the rat race mindset i worked in cubicles Mm. in my first in my early 20s you know if not in some kind of like pizza delivery or fast food restaurant yeah um and you know that's where you end up sort of when you make a lot of bad decisions you're talking about like getting in trouble with the law and Mm -hmm. barely making it through high school and college or something. And yeah. I, that you, that was like my exact experience <laughs> when I was younger. And, and then I actually went to jail wow. and uh, got out. And I was just like thinking the best I could do, this is horrible, but it was, a, uh, it was be a janitor. I was like, that this thing that couldn't be the best I will uh, amount to. And, but like, fortunately, my dad sort of saved me from the environment I was in. I was living mm-hmm. in Georgia. It was, it was a small town. My friends were into drugs and whatever, and like up to no good, essentially. And, and the fucked up thing is one of my buddies from Georgia that I was hanging out with, and this is like 20 years ago. He, he's like, a, he's back in jail. And I'm just Shit. like, I know. We're like 20 years late. So, that cycle and that environment sometimes if you can't break free you know you're doomed to like continue that pattern and Mm -hmm. so my dad like paid all my fines because i was like in my 20 like i was 21 exactly i was 21 i turned 21 in jail and i got out and anyway so he flew me to california and i was living with him and got a job as a maintenance worker at a like mm-hmm. in an office building and that was pretty sweet and then i got another i was doing these temp jobs mm-hmm. and I, I got another job as a accounts payable clerk and that was actually pretty sweet so once i was in doing accounts payable i was like i could do this and then i got into payroll and somewhere along that line like in that time frame i came across think and grow rich nice. which i read and I remember I would just kind of, I was taking it seriously. I don't know why I was like, what, what else do you have to, what other options do you have? Like, mm-hmm. we can't hurt to give this a shot and try to embody the characteristics of these people who have done great things in the past. You know, mm-hmm. like if, what, what makes them different? They weren't that different. Turns right. out you don't have like, there's a lot of geniuses that are you know, doing entry level positions at, at mm-hmm. different jobs and like super high IQ, or they're like you're very tall or super handsome or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be exceptional per se to to be successful. It's like a mindset, and it's been laid out by the people who've done it. And it's just, you can follow those um, principles and be working for yourself. Like you, like, I guess it was your mom, you said earlier, Mm kind of like laid this foundation, but have you read any books that are, have been instrumental and kind of, or maybe um, cooperate what she was saying and solidify those ideas? Absolutely, man. Yeah, there's so there's a lot of like parallels and then like kind of similarities in your story along with my story as well. And for me too, around that age, young twenties, I had gotten um, introduced to this industry of network marketing and went to all these like events and saw Tony Robbins speak Ooh, live. And, love Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, man, he's badass. And yeah. Bob Proctor, who was a oh, big Bob for Proctor, he's, he died recently. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. I love him. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Continue, sorry. Yeah, but 
but basically, yeah, Think and Grow Rich was was pinnacle for me along my growth and my journey. Another great book I'd love that helped me out a lot, I still reference to, is The Four Agreements. Ooh, like, we're about really, to read that as a company. I just oh, bought it for my whole team. Fantastic, yeah. And I've read it, but I haven't read it in like five or more years, so I, sure. I want to reread it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, Continue. a lot of healthy, you know, great, great things you, to you know, bestow upon you and learn from that book for agreements. Um, and then started getting into listening to more audiobooks and the alchemist and Ooh, the alchemist. just going back on, you know, the business <laughs> of the 21st century with Robert Kiyosaki and learning about leverage and residual income and, uh, real estate. And he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mind. right? Yep. Robert Rich Dad, okay. Poor Dad. I, I read that one. I didn't read this other one you just mentioned. For sure. Yeah, so just started getting into those sorts of books early on, The Untethered Soul, um, and go through a, a good list, uh, Think and Grow Rich. There's also another one by Napoleon Hill, the same author, called Outwitting the Devil, Yes, which was um, very, very profound for me to read at a young age, and then tuning into that documentary, The Secret, as well, and just mm. understanding it. And, you know, one uh, really personal experience around that same time, I was starting to experiment with psilocybin, a.k.a. mushrooms, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and one of these uh, trips I had, man, I was like 22. I was tripping balls. Uh, we were on a golf course, San Antonio, late at night. So it was like pristine, beautiful grass, nature all around us. The stars starting to kind of come out. And I remember just like saying words, just sort of like by myself, thinking words and then saying them out loud. And then I began to, to create this connection and this develop this understanding and this awareness around words and like the energy that words carry. Mm. And I really was fucking tripping out with the word love and then the word hate wow. and just saying them and just like noticing like somatically within my body, the, the different kind of emotions that would elicit or like how it would make me feel emotionally, right? Wow. And I was like, nice. fuck. I was like, damn, that's what going back to the four agreements, one of them is being impeccable with your word. And just uh, noticing how, dude, the words are energy. And like what you say and what you think is is affecting you, right? And there's another little interesting nuance too, is like, what's one of the first things you learn to do in elementary school? You learn how to spell, right? Now listen to that. Your words Casting are spells. A spell. You learn how to spell. So I'm like, fuck, dude. I was like, oh my God. Like that helped me a lot kind of start connecting some dots in terms of like rewiring my mindset and um, and learning to just be more optimistic, right? And there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk who I love a lot too. And he had shared a post recently about how literally they were doing studies and research with like people who are optimists actually live healthier and longer lives versus people who are a little bit more pessimistic, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, that for me, you know, makes sense because again, where focus goes, energy flows. I do my, my absolute best to see the silver lining in every single situation and really try and catch myself. If I notice I'm starting to be a little bit more of a victim mind or I'm complaining or if I'm gossiping. And so just coming back to that for agreement of being impeccable with my word and just noticing like what I'm thinking and sharing and what kind of effect it's having on my body. Like my girlfriend and several friends are like, dude, Devin, I never see you get angry. I never see you, you know, get upset or mad or sad. And to be honest, I mean, I really don't because I know, I mean, there's a, there's a time and a place for grieving and for loss or, you know, being a little bit upset or whatever is totally fine. But I know ultimately that like getting angry easily or triggered or, or whatever it's just not going to serve you long-term. It's not going to be fruitful. It doesn't, you know, help create healthy solutions. It doesn't, you know, provide, you know, or elicit like good energy. So for me, I'm like always, you know, standing guard at my, for my energy, my mindset, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's smart. Keep those gates closed. Don't let any of that negativity in. Mm -hmm. um, that's interesting. I try to stay positive also. And I mean, it's, it's just better, you know, you, are you going to complain all the time or you mm -hmm. can, cause, cause again, you can, it's like a flip of a coin. You can choose whether you mm. want to be positive or negative. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's almost just like easier to be negative in my opinion, right. but 
there's so much to be positive about. So I'm going to, and I, I like that. I'm glad we're reading the four agreements. Yeah, man. Because then I've read it and there's like a fifth agreement and I have it at my house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, it wasn't quite as good as the four agreements, but he's mm-hmm. trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get some more book sales. Exactly. But the, the, I'm excited to read that. I'm glad you mentioned that. And this is, I, I didn't know like really much about you. Stephen was telling me you were like into biohacking and um, just you're a personal trainer and yeah. clearly very positive and you must have had a positive impact on him to have him like recommend you. But I've had more fun on this podcast than I anticipated. And so I, before, like and we have a few more minutes, but I want to, kind of see if you'll do this again relatively like in the next six months or something i think you yeah man good guest to have on here yeah possibly even in person if you have that opportunity that's right yeah yeah i do i do have a uh an in-person studio with all the mics and cameras and stuff i just most people don't come up here so that might that, that could be really good and that's funny you know the story about you tripping and the words Mm. and love and hate and the energy Mm. um you were be you know be impeccable with your words this is all it's kind of you forget some i guess some of the things you learn along the way right and stuff that got me to where i am it's like i don't think i would have got here if i had been kind of in the I've been in a little bit of a funky mind state recently and Mm -hmm. I've been blaming it on the weather because it has been getting dark here. And I, Mm -hmm. and there is, I guess like some uh, seasonal affect. Oh yeah. That's science for sure. Yeah. Vitamin D sunshine and stripped away from that, or it goes down at like three o'clock now. And for sure it plays an effect on your overall mental health and well being and your, endorphins and biochemicals inside your body with your hormones and stuff like that for sure yeah do you do anything so you're a personal trainer Mm -hmm. more health coaching now i've transitioned to doing more online holistic health coaching and i and i really work on five key areas when it comes to health number one is going to be sleep that's something that a lot of especially us here in the western world are getting not a sufficient amount of it two is going to be the realm of mental health Three is going to be nutrition. Four is movement. And five is hydration. And I, I love this book. You should definitely check out too if you haven't. It's called Atomic Habits. <laughs> we just read that. As a company, that was the last awesome. book we finished. And that was actually really helpful in me actually successfully completing this year's Sober October. Wow. Because of the, the systems. And- yeah, the system. Exactly. You just... you. Your positive reinforcements and negative mm-hmm. enforcements, and uh, obviously, if in my, my thing is mostly weed, although I've been drinking a little bit more as of late. But um, for like a two decade or like a decade or whatever, how long it's been, two right. decades smoking weed, pretty much daily, pretty much all day, even at night, I would, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, and it would help me go back to sleep. Mm-hmm you know but i would be restless it was the most insane thing so i smoke way less weed than i ever have smoked anyways point being if you're gonna try to not do something maybe don't have it in the house right (laughs) especially not in a conveniently located spot for you to just go (laughs) and and light a bowl and and go about Mm -hmm. your day which because it would you know it's like all day every day for the most part for decades and so reading that book, it was coincidental, like the timing of right coming on. up on Sober October, and we went to we went to Vegas and were able to during Skankfest, which you may or may not have wow. ever heard of. No, but it's a it's a fest, it's a comedy festival. It's kind of like a music festival, but for com- comedians and all the edgy comedians that we spot. It's kind of like Joe Rogan comedians the people that go okay. on his podcast but not yeah. he didn't he didn't show up but like tim dylan and mark norman and shane gillis and nice lewis j gomez you may have never heard of those people but they've all been on there and that's been a little bit of our strategy at she is because i wanted rogan 
Mm-hmm. He's sponsored by another underwear company. So mm-hmm. every like all of the guests that would go on, not all of them, but the ones where I was like, oh, this guy's fucking hilarious. So mm-hmm. reach out to them. Do you want money? They mm-hmm. say yes. And then they read our ads for us. And a lot of them typically actually do like the underwear, which is cool because I'll see... I. I'll be like watching them on Instagram sometimes and mm-hmm. you can see like the waistband or you'll see like the leg right. line and they're wearing them. And if they're wearing them and not when you're paying them to wear them or whatever, that's like, okay, sweet. Absolutely. I like that. And I, I you can tell when you, you're paying someone to do an ad read and they, they're just doing an ad read. We Do you watch, do you watch UFC at all? Oh, yeah. or, and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows who he is, and we we recently sponsored his podcast. And oh, cool, man! It was cool, and it was actually we got a decent amount of uh, ROI from that because one of the the Logan Paul happened to be on that episode, and he's mm. a big name and you know sure. YouTube. And but Sean's co-host, who's also his coach, the redheaded dude, I don't know his name, but he was mm-hmm. just like sheath underwear. I'm holding my phone. Um, sure, sure. Um, go to sheathunderwear.com and you know it's got a pouch and this and that it was it was the driest read you could ever <laughs> you ever heard i was like we're not doing this again with <laughs> but other guys they like love it and you know and part of that is the secret and what you think about you bring about and like mm. following your heart and and your intuition you know i, I yeah i have a good idea we had a, a great product it's a great product yeah, very. I stand behind it, like the quality and and you know what what it, we say it does, it does. But then we sponsor fighters and we sponsor comedians, what I, which I'm also into, and and mm-hmm. so I get to we get to sponsor people that I'm fans of, and so that's pretty sweet. And I get to talk to people like yourself, and you definitely brightened my day. And appreciate I'm sure that. anybody, anyone that's watching will also have their spirits lifted. So I really appreciate you coming on here and taking the time to share, mm-hmm. you know, some of this information and knowledge. And um, can you tell any, like the people where they could find you and if, if they were interested in, you know, getting some coaching from you or whatever, how that would work? Certainly. Yeah. I just want to share my gratitude right now for you and, hosting me here on this podcast. I'm extremely grateful for this chance to drop in with you and connect and talk about our experiences and inspire people and share sort of our journey and what can hopefully be able to provide value and and insight for other people along their own journey as well, for sure. So yeah, absolutely grateful for that. I look forward to to meeting you in person and connecting and possibly doing something like this again in person. That would be fabulous. Um, I'm also super stoked to get some sheath underwear Funny enough, I was sharing with a friend of mine that I'm about to go on a little bit of a podcast, and he was like, hey, as I was like, with sheath underwear, he's like, dude, my, I love sheath underwear. I've got sheath underwear. I was like, wow, bro, that's he loves them. And I'm like, that's freaking sweet, dude. So super stoked to get a pair myself. And um, yeah, so people can find me anywhere on Facebook, Instagram. I'm Devin Suggs, D-E-V-O-N-S-U-G-G-S. I'm yeah. recently uh, launching on TikTok too, and so I'm uh-huh. Thrive with Devin on TikTok, and um, you can, you know, DM me any t- anything at any time, comment on anything. I'd love to engage and, you know, lend a helping hand to anyone who's, you know, needing some help or looking for some guidance or some clarity or whatever it may be. It's what I live to do. That's D-E-V-O-N-S-U-G-G-S on Instagram. But don't just go straight to his page and don't look at all the other stuff because it's all... <laughs> like, I'm just joking. But what, what would it, it's like... A, it's just, I mean, it's real, but it's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like you were saying, it's just like highlight reels of people's lives. So don't. For sure. It. I'm actually going to be taking a, like a hiatus from Instagram just because it's good. like, this is, yeah, this is not good. Just looking at these pictures of other people's lives and, and I'm not, and I, but I like what you were saying about feeling happy for them and stuff and they're living right. their best lives and whatever. That's way better than being, you know, compare. You know, comparing and mm-hmm. in in reality, you know, in comparison, I'm probably doing way better. But these little snapshots of their life or whatever, you don't want to right. see. I see right now, but <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like 
on on a fast. Of, yeah, uh, a social media detox fasting. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not benefiting me. I don't find other than, but you got to use it. That's the thing. If you're doing shit online, you got to. It's like so. It's like blessing and a curse. But right, I'm gonna find the balance and that's it. I do appreciate you coming on once again. And yeah, I guess they, they, all the links are, are on your social media. Precisely. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. Please do like and subscribe on to my YouTube channel, um, Robert Patton Global, also the Sheath channel. If you're, I mean, if you if you're watching them, you know, if you're if getting anything out of it, just hit that subscribe button because it helps out a lot. And I'm trying to spread the message of positivity here so we appreciate your help thank you and we'll see you next time